Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. Have the Cincinnati Bengals picked a new head coach? It's Wright State, Northern Kentucky week. The first game of the 2019 Backyard Blitz has been announced while flying to the hoop starts next weekend. Who came back from a 22-point deficit? That and a lot more on this Friday edition of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. It's episode 78. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit the leewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mowen. Here's to the start of another successful weekend to one and all, and thanks for joining me, Lee W. Mowen, on the podcast, which is the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Mention what I'm going to talk about, so let's get started. As some Bengals fans say, the white smoke has not yet risen from Paul Brown Stadium, meaning that the new head coach is not finalized yet. But all signs are now pointing to Zach Taylor, the quarterback's coach with the Los Angeles Rams. Nothing will be official until the Rams are eliminated from the playoffs, meaning it could be next month before things are official because you can't just hire coaches that are on one staff preparing for playoffs. You know, I think that's called tampering, and that's a big no-no, especially in sports. So Zach Taylor, now the favorite to become the newest head coach of the Bengals. No stranger to Cincinnati, spent the 2016 year as part of Tommy Tupperville's staff with the Bearcats. And I know most UC fans, if not all of them, kind of shudder when Tommy Tupperville's name is mentioned. Didn't have a great stretch as the head coach here in Southwest Ohio did. Tupperville, and things kind of got pretty ugly towards the end. Zach Taylor was part of the Bearcats coaching staff in 2016, also was part of the Miami Dolphins coaching staff as well, helped Ryan Tannehill become just the second Dolphins quarterback with multiple 3,000-yard seasons, also took over as the interim OC in late 2015 for Bill Lazor. And Bill Lazor happened to be the OC of the Cincinnati Bengals until you know, Marvin Lewis and the Bengals split. Like I mentioned, currently the quarterback coach with the Rams. A long history as someone entering college. Record-setting career at Norman High School in Norman, Oklahoma. Yes, the home of the OU Sooners. Didn't get a lot of looks. Went to Wake Forest back in the early 2000s, redshirted, then went to a community college in Kansas, and then started off his career at Nebraska with Bill Callahan, who brought in a new West Coast offense to the Cornhuskers. Two great seasons with Nebraska, went 9-5 and five in his final year with 26 touchdowns and only 8 interceptions. 
Not a bad career at Nebraska. Give him 45 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, while donning the small N on his football helmet. Also part of the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Blue Bombers back in 2007. That was the team that made it to the 92nd Grey Cup, but Winnipeg did not come away with the win. Got his coaching started after his year with the Blue Bombers. Also part of the practice squad with Tampa Bay. Did not see the official team. Start off as a graduate assistant at Texas A&M. Became assistant quarterbacks coach at Miami. Then became the full-fledged quarterback coach. And then took over for offensive coordinator. Went to UC for a year. Then became an assistant wide receivers coach with the Rams. And this year under Sean McVay, the quarterbacks coach for Los Angeles. So that's a little bit about Zach Taylor. Uh... My personal thoughts, it's someone outside the Marvin Lewis tree, so it is starting from scratch. I know I mentioned Bill Lazor in there, but we'll see. And also, Taylor has focused more on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side. And of course, as head coach, you kind of have to know both sides, the special teams, and everything. So, big task, but... It'll be interesting to see how Zach Taylor handles his first head coaching job, should he get it. Oh, by the way, that was the 95th Grey Cup, not the 92nd, like I previously mentioned when he was with Winnipeg back in 2007. So Zach Taylor now looking to be the favorite, taking over the Bengals in Cincinnati. It'll be interesting to see how 2019 season churns out. But like I mentioned, a tiny bit of a tiny bit of knowledge with Cincinnati. In fact, his Wikipedia article already has him as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, nothing's official. Can't be until the Rams are out of the playoffs. For the New Zealand singer and member of the boy band Titanium, see Zach Taylor singer. Why did I not catch that before I started recording? That's great. So, yeah, the Bengals will not be led by the member of the boy band Titanium and not someone from New Zealand. So there you go. Although New Zealand's rugby team's pretty good and some keys to success for those teams out there. Rugby. It's a tough sport. Fun sport, too. So that's a little bit about Zach Taylor. Again, once it's official, I'll go on the podcast say, hey guys, it's official, and then everyone will be happy. There you go. I mentioned it's Wright State, Northern Kentucky week. Oh boy, looking through Wright State's search results on Twitter. Man, NKU sure loves this rivalry, don't they? A lot of posts are kind of trash, <laughs> says this Wright State alum, but I dig it. I dig the rivalry, so have at it. The rivalry begins tonight, Friday the 11th, at BB&T Arena at NKU. If you have ESPN2, it's on there. Go watch it. If you don't, it's on radio. It's 106.5 FM in the Dayton area with Chris Collins and former associate and head coach Jim Brown. With the call in Dayton, in Cincinnati, you have Jim Kelch on 1530 AM, not 1360 like I previously thought it's on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati so don't go 1360 like where's my Norse game it's not on there go 1530 
So there you go. That's the radio stations and the television feed it's on. The all-time series in men's basketball, Wright State 23 wins, Northern Kentucky 10. However, since the Norse became members of the Horizon League, the Raiders are up four wins to three Northern Kentucky wins. I'm very excited about this. Northern Kentucky has a very talented squad, so does Wright State. Although the Raiders have taken a couple losses right off the gate, an OT loss at home to UIC, and then Northern Kentucky smothers them at BB&T, and the Raiders fell to Detroit Mercy on the road. Antoine Davis had himself a 48.9 in Detroit, and the Titans came away with that victory up there. Wright State started off with the lead, started off strong, and then things just kind of unraveled. In fact, I mentioned Antoine Davis. Yeah, 48 points. Almost outscored Wright State by himself. So yeah, the Titans took that win. Raiders are 2-2. Two and two. They had a very, very strong game at Oakland. The Raiders are 2-2 two and two in the league. Norse, 3-1. and one. The women will get their rivalry started on the season at BB&T tomorrow at 2, and that'll be on ESPN3. This is the one where you need a cable subscription to watch online. It's not the one where you pay 5 bucks a month and you can watch whatever's available. The Raiders are the lone undefeated conference team in the Horizon League for women's basketball. The Norse are 2-2 two and two after taking on wins against UIC and Milwaukee. The Raiders picked up a huge smashing win at home against Green Bay. And I mentioned it's going to take a lot to dethrone the Phoenix. And the Raiders got the first leg of that done. There's still that leg in Wisconsin to go through. The Milwaukee win was much, much closer, but the Raiders did prevail. I'm very excited for it. it it's not as close of a rivalry as men's basketball, but you can't overlook any team. And I know Northern Kentucky comes in 3-11 and overall, and I think 2-2 two and two in the league, like I mentioned, but you can't overlook, and it's a rivalry game, so... Quite excited, quite excited for both games. Uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to listen to the game after my hockey games tonight. Maybe I'll just get the score results. I'll tell you what's happening in high school hockey in my broadcasts, so you can join me for those. But Wright State, Northern Kentucky, here's to a successful rivalry. I mentioned that the first game of the 2019 Backyard Blitz has been announced. And if you're an Ohio High School football fan, you're going to love this one. Huber Heights Wayne, Colerain. Yes, Wayne versus Colerain. Two big muscle flexors in Division One in the Southwest Ohio Quadrant. Wayne, of course, in the Greater Western Ohio Conference. And they're staying put in the G-Walk after the split. After this season, Colerain, part of the Greater Miami Conference, the GMC, and the Cardinals have won 12 GMC titles in a row, with nine of them being clean sweeps for the Cardinals. What makes this game interesting is that Colerain will have a new head coach, but it's someone that is very familiar with Cardinal football. It's Sean Cutright. He was the former defensive coordinator for the Cardinals. He's been at Colerain for 11 years, and he takes over for Tom Bolden, who left Colerain to coach at Lakota West. And that happened last month, December 7th, was that hire for the Firebirds. Or is it Firehawks? I think it's Firehawks. 
Bolden promoted Cutright to defensive coordinator, but Cutright was hired in 2005 by Kerry Coombs, who, as you know, was an assistant at Ohio State and I think is assistant with the Tennessee Titans now. 120 wins, 11 straight GMC titles, 10 playoff trips, 3 regional titles, and runners-up in Division I state football last season, well, 2018, I should say, with Cutright on staff. So yeah, you can say the Cardinals are good. You can say they're pretty great. And Jay Mitten, still the head coach and also the athletic director at Wayne. He's been there for quite some time, and he's built the Warriors up a very strong program. So, two state powers. If you don't enjoy that, I don't know what you enjoy. But that's going to be big, big game. Now, if you're wondering, what the heck is a backyard blitz? Well, the backyard blitz is by the same folks at Sports Image that help run flying to the hoop, which is next weekend. We'll talk a tiny bit about that in this episode, and the next week we'll go through all the games and everything. But Backyard Blitz is a small tournament. It's not really a tournament. It's a showcase of games. Last year, Wayne welcomed in a team from Tennessee. And I believe they're all at Wayne, these football games. I mean, I think they started off... Were they at Welcome Stadium at one point? Or am I thinking of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown? Am I thinking of that? I don't know. But... Normally, it's a couple of big high school football programs out of state taking on some of the stronger teams in Ohio, and most of those are televised on ESPN2. Very exciting. Like I mentioned, Wayne and Coleraine should get some butts in the seats, should get some butts watching it and listening to it, and I know my friends at Ultimate Oldies Radio in Huber Heights will have that game. It will be quite a fun one to watch. If I get the full schedule of the Backyard Blitz, I'll share it on a future episode. Now we talk about college basketball again. We talked a little bit about Wright State NKU starting up tonight. The Dayton Flyers. The men's basketball team has won five in a row. And they come from behind, down 22 at one point, to take the win at George Washington 72-66 it's the first win at George Washington for the Flyers since 2009 so 10 years in the making the Flyers got 22 points from Jordan Davis the normal contributors didn't have a great night but that's the nice thing for Anthony Grant and the Flyers is when the the Flyers that contribute so much game in, game out, they have a rough night. Here comes another Flyer to take control. And like I mentioned, Jordan Davis did just that. 22 points, which I believe is a career high. Did he hit seven three-pointers? That would be 21. Jordan Davis did a lot. And the Flyers took it against George Washington, the Colonial 72-66. Like I mentioned... First win at GW since 2009, also known as Foggy Bottom. I cannot tell a lie. I don't know why it's called Foggy Bottom. I've never been there. I've heard good things about GW, but... The Flyers are back home Sunday. They'll take on UMass. And also, just a note, while we're still talking about Flyers men's basketball, caught a little bit about a couple minutes of Flyer feedback and former Dayton Flyer and former Miamisburg Viking coach Rex Gardecki 
sounded amazing. Normally, I don't listen to flyer feedback, but Rex, amazing knowledge, and it is great to hear him talk. He was an assistant with Tim Freeze a while back when Ron Russo and myself called a couple games of Miamisburg Hoops on GemCitySports.com. Ron, my good friend, I had to tweet him like, hey, did you know Rex Gardecki is on Flyer Feedback? Like, yeah, he sounds great. I actually knew he was on, he had a spot in the upper press box at UD Arena, and I forgot about it until like, hey, Rex Gardecki's talking to me about Flyer basketball, and it sounds amazing. So, yeah, definitely, if you can, you know, listen to Flyer Feedback when Coach Gardecki's talking, it's Pretty amazing. Now, the women's basketball team is kicking butt as the Flyers are already up 2-0 in A-10 play with crushing home wins against LaSalle and UMass. Now, coming into the UMass game, I thought the Flyers would play quite well, but the Flyers played a lot better than I thought. I thought it was going to be a closer game. I was telling uh, my co-worker who writ the, wrote the post-game story about the win, I thought I thought it was going to be a lot closer. It turned out, no, the minute women were held to four points in the second quarter. And women's basketball, remember, it's four 10-minute quarters, not two 20-minute halves. I kind of wish they'd go back to two 20-minute halves for women's just because of the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's so uniform. You know, have the same time and everything. It doesn't matter. But... I ran Twitter for the UMass game and also ran stats to the broadcasting folk and writing folk and the press row. It was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see that Flyers team play. They're quite talented and catch a game because there's not a bad seat at UD Arena. They still got one more phase of the renovation to go, but it still feels like you're stepping back into a time capsule when you had the classic flyers out there, the tartan floor, which has been removed because of the renovation. I think they removed that phase one. It's a little sad because I always enjoyed the videos from WHIO showing the floor of the flyers being lifted up. There's the tartan floor, and here comes the first four court. So the... Flyers women's basketball team will now take to our nation's capital this Saturday at noon. 7-6 and six overall with the Flyers and 2-0 and oh in A-10 play. I mentioned it earlier, and I will tell you again. Episode 79 will talk mostly about flying to the hoop. A lot of games and a lot of enjoyment available. Most of those tickets are sold out, by the way. The number two high school basketball tournament in the States. Not in the state, in the United States. So, check out episode 79. I should record that on Monday. Now, what's going on this weekend? Well, I'm glad you asked. There's a lot of high school hockey. And I'll tell you that tonight I'll have two calls on YouTube. The first one will be at 7 o'clock. We'll have the Centerville Elks taking on the Thomas Worthington Cardinals out of Columbus. And that'll be on the Centerville Elks Hockey YouTube page. Easiest thing, go to YouTube, search Centerville Elks Hockey. It's that channel. When we're streaming, you can watch and enjoy the contest. Elks taking on the Cardinals. 
which, by the way, looking at the standings of the Capital Hockey Conference, the Cardinals are the top team in the Blue Division. Currently, Thomas Worthington is 6-1-2-1, and and which is wins, losses, ties, and overtime losses. So, 6-2-2, and we'll call it. And they're looking to start a... New winning streak, the Cardinals overall 7-5-3, wins, losses, ties. Also very impressive numbers. They've scored 72 goals, have the Cardinals, to only allowing 29. So can't wait for that. It's Thomas Worthington at Centerville at 7, and then we'll have another non-conference game at 9 as the Springboro Panthers welcome in the Elder Panthers. It's the game that I can't say Panthers because I could be talking about Springboro or I could be talking about Elder. But it's nice to see Elder's coach, Joel Del Prince, come up. Great guy. Nice to talk to. And I know the Elder Panthers are down this year, but it'll be nice to see. It'll be nice to see Springboro and Elder. That's 9 o'clock at YouTube.com slash South Metro Sports. It's on a different YouTube channel. Don't expect the second game on the same YouTube channel so watch hockey listen to me talk about hockey it's great elsewhere locally the Northern Kentucky Norse have a game against Elder at the Northern Kentucky Ice Center in Crescent Springs Kentucky and that'll be tomorrow night January 12th at 6 30 and then a doubleheader at Sports Plus against the Cincinnati Swords. That's a Cincinnati High School Hockey League, which you might think in the name of the Cincinnati High School Hockey League, there's, you know, high schools in it. But it's Northern Kentucky. I saw that Louisville, Kentucky was part of that. That's, that's a heck of a hike for the Ice Cardinals, if that's true. Miami's got a high school team. They're the Junior Red Hawks. LaSalle has a junior varsity team, so they don't have the varsity squad. There's five teams. Indian Hill is another one of those. But yeah, it's not high schools that have hockey in Cincinnati because those varsity teams, those high school varsity teams are in the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. The Norse have Elder tomorrow night and a doubleheader starting at 12-15 at Sports Plus against the Cincinnati Swords. As we look at the schedule in the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. Mentioned Centerville Thomas Worthington tonight. We also have Mason and Troy at Sports Plus. That's a home game for the Comets at 8.30 tonight. Doesn't say what rink. There's a USA rink and a Canada rink. Tomorrow we'll have Centerville versus Finley, who was ranked number 11 in the state of Ohio. And I think they went up a couple notches since then. That's 5 p.m. tomorrow evening. We'll have Northern Kentucky Elder tomorrow night, 6.30. Alter LaSalle at the Kettering Rec Center tomorrow night at 10. That's January 12th. And we'll also have Sycamore Mason at Sports Plus at 10 p.m. tomorrow. Aviators hosting the Comets. A game canceled for Sunday. St. Xavier was supposed to host Alter. It turns out that's going to be rescheduled because Northland still does not have ice. And I thought the good news would happen this week where Northland got all their equipment fixed. It's all repaired, and here comes the ice. Apparently not, because that game has now been canceled. We'll also have, on Sunday the 13th, 
Perrysburg versus Oxford Talawanda, the Sylvania Tam O'Shanter. That's a non-conference game between the Yellow Jackets of Perrysburg and the Oxford Talawanda Brave. Troy versus Elder at Hobart Arena, 5:45 Sunday, the 13th. That's your look at the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League schedule. We'll look at the Capital Hockey League schedule, or the Capital Hockey Conference schedule. Pardon me. Now, on this schedule, it only shows your conference game. So, if there's any non-conference I miss, I apologize. For the 11th, that's today. Olentangy hosts Olentangy Berlin. Dublin Kaufman hosts Dublin Jerome. Upper Arlington hosts St. Charles. Gehanna Lincoln's at St. Francis de Sales at the Easton Chiller. And Olentangy Liberty is at Olentangy Orange. I use at because that's all their home rinks. Olentangy. It's a battle of Olentangy today, southern Delaware County. For the 12th, we have Upper Arlington at Moeller. That's a 215 game at South Metro, which I'll have the call for you on that. We'll have DeSales at Gahanna Lincoln, St. Francis DeSales at Gahanna Lincoln, Olentangy Orange at Olentangy, New Albany flies to Springboro. It'll be the Eagles and the Panthers. That's a conference game. Olentangy Berlin versus Thomas Worthington, Dublin Kaufman's at Dublin Sciota. And that's at the Dublin Chiller. You know, in Columbus, it's nice when you have these multiple high school teams sharing the same rink. You don't have to travel far. It is kind of nice. And Dublin Jerome is at Olentangy Liberty. A lot of the... Really, your worst road trip in Columbus is when you have to go to Cincinnati. But now it's moved up to South Metro because of the fact that, oh yeah, Northland still doesn't have ice in Cincinnati. And Sunday, we'll have a game at Nationwide Arena. Olentangy will battle Olentangy Liberty. I'm super jealous. I want to call a game from Nationwide Arena. At the Ice House, which is that little... I think it's the side rink at Nationwide. I think that's the Ice House. Bowler's at St. Charles. Thomas Worthington is at Columbus Academy at Easton 2. Upper Arlington's at Dublin Jerome. Springboro will travel to Olentangy Orange. St. Francis de Sales is at Bishop Watterson, and Gehanna Lincoln is at Olentangy Berlin. And that's your lot for local hockey this upcoming weekend. Again, I'll have have the calls for you tonight starting at 7, Centerville Thomas Worthington and Springboro Elder at 9. You can follow me on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen, and that's where you'll find where all I'm broadcasting at. And that will do it. That's episode 78. I wanted to... I wanted to churn out a quick episode because I missed a a week or two in December. Not trying to catch up, if you will, but... Yeah, trying to catch up. And also, not doing much for a while. So, why not get it back on the podcast? Big thanks to the Pulse Podcast Network for including me into the mix. Also, for those interested, the Pulse Podcast Network has an app available in Google Play and the App Store. It's about to call it the Apple Store, but no, you don't have to go to the Apple Store to get apps. That'd be awful if you did, but you get my point. App Store, Google Play, the Pulse Podcast Network app is now available. You can listen to your favorite podcast on there. 
and take it wherever you go. That will do it for episode 78 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. The plans for 79, like I mentioned, flying to the hoop will be the big topic. Maybe the results of the local high school hockey games. And we'll see what else. Got to send a few emails to start setting up interviews. But keep in touch with the local Sunday Sports Podcast. This has been a presentation of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, Episode 78, now in the books. Pulse Podcast Network. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson from FreePD.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W Mowen, spelled T H E L E E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.